It's The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel and Angie Taylor. Hello, good evening. Welcome to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Bonjour, Simon Marcel. Bonjour, la belle Angie Taylor. Bonsoir. Bonsoir. Looking good, Angie, as usual. Oh, thank you. So are you in your blue. Yeah, Always yeah. in... Le bleu. It is my color. Is it blue? Bleu. 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 Sacré bleu. Sacré bleu. So we were uh, talking off the air because we do on the rendezvous talk about love and dating relationships. And a lot of times we get very personal. I'll talk about my love life with my husband. You talk about your single love life. Absolutely. And we were talking about one of our coworkers, actually. We won't uh-huh. uh, name any names. But I want to get into this conversation because I feel like this happens a lot. And it started to get heated here. And I'm like, well, let's bring this on the air. We were talking about our friend who is a man in his late 30s. Yeah. Um, and has moved around the country a lot. Has had a very serious girlfriend off and on for mm. a long time. Asked her to move with him here to Chicago. He did. Which she did. She did, too. She did to she be with him. She moved here to be with him. And now he's like, no, I don't want you. And they go back and forth. And then he'll be like, yes, I do want you. And they get back together. And he's like, no, I don't want you. Um, And it's kind of a weird dynamic. And you guys had a great point. You and Jordan were talking off the air. And I want to hear what the guys think about that. Because as a woman, Jill and I are like, wow, he asked me to move for him. And she had a great job and a great life where she was in New York and moved to Chicago for him. Yeah. So let's talk about that when we come back, okay? Let's, let's. What does that mean when someone asks you to do this grand gesture? You do it, and then all of a sudden they're like, nah, I'm not really in the mood. It happens a lot. I, in more ways we're than We're going to talk about that because on this one is an interesting debate of who's responsible for who, right. who's the victim of who, okay. and who. how can you handle a situation like this. So Perfect. Uh, when, we, when we come back, when you make these grand gestures for someone and then it fizzles out, or the back and forth relationship, that's an interesting topic too. The back and forth, the up and down, the get back together, break back up. Let's talk about that next on The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Welcome back to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Simon, so we were having this conversation, you and I, and our assistant producer, Jordan, off the air, and Jill, and we were talking about uh, somebody that we work with Mm -hmm. who is in his late 30s. um, Nice guy. Very nice guy, and I love him. uh, Has been with a woman off and on for a very long time, years. Yes. And they lived on the East Coast. They were in New York, and she had a great job, great life. He said, hey, I'm moving to Chicago Move with me. She mm-hmm. moved with him. She did. As a woman, we're like, oh my God, it's going to happen right now. We're in our late 30s. It's conceivable at that point in your life to think, oh my gosh, I'm moving there for him. He asked me to come. We're going to get engaged. Everything's going to be. They break up. Mm-hmm. They get back together. They break up. I think he was bored. I think a certain thing. But then, Simon, you and Jordan were talking off there. I'll let you guys take this part away. Yeah. I mean, I said she, she's, you know, she, she's the victim of herself in this constitution. Because I believe knowing him, you know, invited, he's in love with her, they take a chance together. But nobody's responsible after that for the back and forth, back and forth. And then Jordan. Well, there's here, no guarantees. No, You're right. There is no guarantees. And I, I want Jordan to share that story because you, you came from East, East Coast. Right. And then tell us what happened with your ex girlfriend. So I moved here, uh, to Chicago. Chicago. Mm-hmm. She moved to Thailand for a year. Mm. And then when she came back to the States, she wanted something different, so then she moved here as well. And I had been talking to her while we while she was in Thailand. Okay. And then she came here. We dated for a while, and then we were off and on same same situation. Did you ask Long her distance. to move here? 
I put it you in had her discussions. ear. You yeah, had discussions. I wasn't like, hey, move here. I was like, you missed each other. Yeah, exactly. And, and I guarantee you that while she was in Thailand, she's in a foreign land. She doesn't know anybody. I'm sure she missed the comfort of Jordan, of the States, of everything. It sounds really good when you travel. And Simon, you know this. You travel a lot. You've lived in a lot of different places. Being in radio, we are gypsies. We have to go well, everywhere. We, so anything comfortable, anything familiar sounds great at the time. But then it gets in your face and you're like, ooh, I wasn't ready for this every day. Exactly. Because once we all move, whether it's Jordan or a friend, what you do is you you with somebody, you invite them over, but it's still the same relationship, it the is. same on and it off. It is. The geography. So to your point, do you think, you know, uh, she should be mad at herself for, you know, continue to date a guy on and off? Yes. Or she should be mad at him for saying, I want you, I don't want you, I want you. Or are we just responsible for ourselves? We're responsible for ourselves. As adults. I agree in that vein because she needs something from it too, which is why she packed up her entire life and her great job that she quit. She had a great job and packed up her life and came here. So we're all responsible for ourselves. She needed something out of that. He needed something out of that. His need was less permanent than hers, maybe, at this time. Mm-hmm. We all agree here at work that she's the perfect woman for him because she's amazing. But he's not ready to settle yet. He just was ready to settle Angie, for a minute with somebody and feel comfortable. Angie, love has never been about perfection. Never. Correct. So when you say that, I have to disagree. It's not about the perfection. It's about how he... Feels because we're not in that relationship not, and we exactly. don't know. So on, pa- on the outside, on the paper, yes. on paper, she looks yes. perfect. The rest we can't. Looking we don't know. in, looking in from the outside, they but, seem amazing together. But I, I'll just say this insight: we were all together on the boat the other day, and he was talking about, it, and he said, "I'm still looking for the one." The one. The so one. she he wasn't the one. He didn't say her. He said, I'm looking for the one, right. the unicorn. Right. So, and if 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 he had invited her to come here, which she came. And everything was great. She would be the one, right? They'd be together. They'd. He didn't feel it. There's something in him that does not feel it with her. You're right. She's not the one. Probably not. And that's a chance we all take when we travel for love. We do a lot of things for love that don't always work out, don't you think? Oh. Sometimes we take grand moves and grand gestures, and we do. We will cross oceans. And Simon, I know you've done this. You, you stop know traffic, it. and oh you, yeah, you do it because stop the traffic. It's romantic, and it's what's in your heart at that moment. It doesn't always work out because you're talking about two people. It's not just you. It's exactly. It, it's always a choice between daring and regretting. Yes. Either you dare love or you regret you never dare. Right. So that for, for all of us who take those chances, we have to own the risk. Right. Maybe it's not going to work out. But do we want to take the risk and it might work out or not? Or we all find a reason not to. It's a risk. Love yeah. is a risk. Love always. is a risk. Without a risk, there is no love. Walking out of your house is a risk. Everything is a risk. So but you you must, I feel, like jump in with both feet when it comes to love. But yeah, listen, of course. there are people that want to talk about this. Let's go to the phone, Simon, when we come back and talk to our listeners. 855-905-8255. The risk of love when we return <laughs> on The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. It's The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Simon, we've been talking about taking big risks in love, mm-hmm. moving cross-country, quitting a job, um, you know, daring to fall in love. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. We were talking about a friend of ours here at work who mm-hmm. it's not working, 
it's a bummer for us all, but whatever. That's the risk you take sometimes. C'est la vie. C'est la vie. It's life. It's love and it's life, yes. 855-905-8255 if you want to comment. Let's go to the phones right now. Louisville, Kentucky, on the line, listening on 100.5 KISS FM. Here's Nina. Hey, Nina. Hey, Nina. Hi. Bonjour. We are so good. Pretty good, Nina. What do you want to say about this topic? Honestly, it's a little bit of both. She shouldn't feel guilty or bad that she moved. She did it for love. It's something you feel at the moment. I'm always at that. You feel it, go for it. But right. at the same time, he knew. He, he, As a man, I have a lot of guy friends, and they know when she's the one and when she's not. That's what I'm saying. Because, I, Nina, you just hit the nail on the head, what I did not articulate before was that they've been together for so long and he knew what he was taking her away from. And if he wasn't ready to do the full meal deal, then why would you even ask her? It seems selfish to me. I I don't agree with you on this one. And I don't know what Nina thinks. I think we have to own our choices. We're not responsible for others in terms of we offer love it doesn't mean it's going to work out but he so, i feel like you know in your heart of hearts don't you if you're but you may feel it when you say come to chicago five because years you're ago. lonely maybe but she is not stupid she's a woman who's an she's intuition not. she's not but her... she's also a woman in love and what do we always say take the risk but, but, but it, it, and yeah, that's life that i would always take the risk and if it doesn't work it's okay but it's who doesn't dare doesn't leave nina would you have taken the risk if a man would have asked you that yeah to be honest with you know as much as i I wouldn't move without that commitment or at least a ring on my finger. Okay, so okay. we've been on and off for okay. so long, and it's that loneliness that I feel. I want to kn- do it for love, but he needs to know that, and I need to know that we're on for the long run. I'm changing my whole life for you. Nina, I want you to hold on one second. I want to come back and talk more about this when we return, yeah. okay? Is anybody at fault here, or is this That's just the question. love is love? Okay, when we cut back on The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Welcome back to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Simon, we are on the phone with our listener, Nina, in Kentucky, Louisville. Thank you so much for listening. And we're talking about taking a big risk and moving for Mm -hmm. someone cross-country when they ask you. And, Simon, you wanted to say something else to Nina about her position. Nina, you made a great point. You said, you know, that uh, you, you would say to the guy, if you move for him, I move for you, right? And that you wanted to make sure. Now... I think if you were my daughter, you know, I'm in my late 40s, or if anybody, my sister or dear friend, I would say, listen, whoever takes the risk, no, it may not work. Right. Even if you're married. That's true, too. But I like that's, the fact. You're the one that's packing your bags. You're so the one that's putting everything on the truck and going. Don't do it for him. Do it for yourself. The only reason to go somewhere, number one, it makes you happy. You're not there to be the but victim maybe, of any man. Maybe, maybe him saying, hey, come here with me. We've been together for so long. But I think. I need you. Yes. Why wouldn't I believe that my man was ready for everything? I, I, and I believe he said the truth. But Nina made a good point earlier. She said, I would only move if I'm married. Right, Nina? You said that? With the ring. Yes. At least with the ring. At least the engagement, because at least we're going there. So if, then, if the engagement falls apart because we have been in and off, then I know it's on both of us, me and him, because we both committed to trying really hard because we've exactly. been together for so long. Mm-hmm. E- exactly. So my point is all you commit to is to give you 100, 110%. Right. But the responsibility at the end yes. for us adults is to own our choices. Number one, Mm -hmm. we're responsible for our children forever. Mm -hmm. We're Mm -hmm. not responsible for for each other in a term Mm -hmm. of love might not work. You might fall out of love. Things like this can happen. I have a very, Simon, I have a very personal uh, story about this. I want to hear it. And I want to tell you the story. Nina, 
Thank you so much for calling in. Yeah, You've actually you, sparked a new conversation, and I appreciate Thank it. Thank you guys for having me. Thank you for listening to The Rendezvous. I want to tell you about my story. This kind of yep. happened to me. Okay, I want to And hear I it. want to ask you, since you're very adamant about responsibility, I want, I want to ask you if you think that I was in the wrong for what I did when we come back on The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. It's The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. So, Simon, this all sparked this conversation about, you know, taking risks and traveling. It sparked from a conversation about uh, somebody that we work with yes. who moved to Chicago, was in an on and off long-term, long-term relationship. They're in their late 30s, by the way. They're not 12 years old. They know mm. better. Yep. In their late 30s. And he said, hey, I have to go to Chicago. Can you please come? He, By the way, he said that after six months of living in Chicago. Yeah. So he was a little bored. And, a little and lonely. lonely. And lonely. The girlfriend in New York with a stable job, the great life, was like, yes, I will come because it's been back and forth for so long. She wanted to come. Simon, I, I agree with you. The, the risk is on everybody involved. Okay? So if you decide to go, that's the risk you take. You take a risk. It's always a risk. So I wanted to present this situation to you and tell me what you would have done in my situation. Okay. So when I was in Philadelphia, when I worked with our producer, Jill, I was doing a morning show there in Philadelphia. Indeed. Was doing great. Had a great life. Had a great friends, uh-huh. great job. Uh-huh. I meet a man living in Chicago. Mm-hmm. We have a long distance relationship. While I'm in Philadelphia, I get pregnant. We're not married. We've only been together not very long. And at that point, I'm in my 30s. I'm like, ooh, what do I do here? The boyfriend, mm-hmm. baby daddy, says to me, come to Chicago. I got you. Just quit. We'll figure it out, but I want to marry you. Let's have a life. Let's do everything. I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. You know, what do I have to lose? Here now, I'm presented with the idea of having a family. I'm pregnant. And I'm like, why wouldn't I give my daughter and myself that opportunity to be with dad, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I moved to Chicago. No job, no money at this point because I quit everything. Uh, sold my car, move everything, live with him after... Mm, Six months, no ring, no sex, no anything. And I'm like, oh, God, I did it. I did it wrong. I should have just stayed in Philadelphia and had my child and lived my life and figured it out because I was sold. I felt I was sold a lie. Come to find out Mm -hmm. he was already a single father. He wanted somebody to stay at home and take care of his son and our forthcoming daughter. Mm -hmm. And he wanted to you know, do whatever he wanted to do. It was a very long time of realizing things, but I felt that I was sold a dream that maybe he wanted, and then maybe when it was all presented to him wasn't what he wanted, but he was never honest about it. So do you feel like sometimes people will say what they need to say to get what they want, and you're in love, I was in love, uh, I was pregnant too, so there's hormones and there's all of that sure, working. No. But when somebody says, I'm going to marry you, let's do this, let's have this family, I'm like, wow, I'm going to have a stepson, I'm going to have a daughter, I'm going to have this man, we're going to live in Chicago, it's going to be awesome. It didn't work that way. Yes, that was my fault, in a way, because I was the one that quit and moved and decided to do that. I'm a grown woman. But it's very hard when you love someone and they present you with this life and we're women and there's fairy tales and there's all of it and it's hard angie yes you did the right thing yes but it's a very different situation than our friend i just moved to chicago you were pregnant 
you were building a family, mm-hmm. and there was all those lies through it. You did the right thing. And not only did you do the right thing, but destiny brought you an extraordinary life. It, it sure did. Right. So and for you and your daughter, and yes. now Jason, we complete circle of, of, yes. of families built. Your path is your path. So you took I re- followed my path. You followed your path, but yes. you did the right thing. If you were, at the time, my sister. It's hard my, to see I would have it, yes. Said, go ahead. If it was Chloe, I would you have said. You would have said go. I would have said go. Right. You are pregnant. Right. You know, and if it doesn't work out, right. I would have said, we're going to figure it out. You have to. But you were pregnant, and he promised you marriages. Mm-hmm. It's a very different situation it than is different. just being boyfriend, I agree. girlfriend, I agree. and say, I agree. oh, move to Chicago, we'll be together. If you're not I pregnant— agree. No, you take that risk. Yes, and you, you have A risk to is a it. risk, and I took a risk as well. And when it was falling apart, I was like, how stupid am I? Why did I do this? However, everything leads you to your path. I met my husband. Look at I'm I'm here on the rendezvous on the with the you world. and, and you have the morning show yes. in Chicago. It's it's great. So Everything you, worked out. But Angie, I would have not done a thing differently than you did. No, I I don't regret it. But, but I do remember. But I do remember the the feeling of feeling uh, deceived. Deception. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I do remember that feeling, and so I understand that in a way. But That's you're a, right when you say a risk is a risk. It's a risk. It's a risk. And when we come back, I want to talk more about that. Okay, let's talk One about the risk in love and in life. Yes. When we return on the rendezvous with Simon and Angie. It's the rendezvous with Simon and Angie. We got in deep talking about traveling for somebody, mm-hmm. taking a big leap of faith. I was telling Simon you had the story about how my baby daddy and I came to be and came to not be. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was in Philly. He was here. I was pregnant. There was a bill of goods sold. Quit your job. Move to Chicago. We're a family. It didn't work out that way. But I took that leap of faith. I want to ask you something. Yes. If you would have not been pregnant, you're in Philadelphia. Yes. Okay. I would never have left. Thank you. Yeah. My point you're is. Right. Okay. If you are pregnant, you want to have a family. Yes. And you and the man tells you, "Come, we're gonna be married. We're gonna do that." Yes. I, as 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 your friend, as if I would be brother or your father, I would have said, "Build your family first. Here's the difference. But if you're not pregnant, you yes. said, "I stay in Philly, I and stay you can long distance dating and go Here, from there." Here's the difference. He told me, mm-hmm. "When you come, it's our family." He had a son. I, we're a family. You know, you're going to be a stepmother. Yeah. We're getting married. It's on. If being pregnant in Philadelphia with him, he would have said, uh, if you move to Chicago and it doesn't work, it doesn't work. I would never have left Philadelphia. If he made it wishy-washy, he sold me the dream that he knew I wanted and the one that he wanted me to be. He had a son that needed a mom. He was a single father. He wanted a nanny that stayed at home. He did not want a wife. He did not want Angie Taylor with a mouth. Yeah. He wanted a wife that sat at home and took care of him and his son. And I did. And there comes a time where I need something back. I, Let's we have we have another segment to do. I'm so sorry. I know I'm just like talking no, over let's everything talk you're about saying. It because you're making good points. And but I, I want to talk about yeah, it. Yeah, and I want to know what you think because I yeah. really would have stayed in Philly if he would have said, I don't know if it's gonna work out. I was sold on the I'm going to marry you. That's it's why on. I think you did the right thing. He, he sold you a lie. He sold me a lie. And and you came on the promises of a lie. A lot of times that happens. But the same lie without you being pregnant, I don't think you would have just come you know, right there. I would not have gone there. No. So let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. When we come back on The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie.
It's the rendezvous with Simon and Angie. We're talking about taking a leap of faith and moving for someone. Sometimes you're sold a bill of goods, you know, like you're in love, you're pregnant, whatever it is. I told my story. Simon, you had something to say about oh, my situation. Yes, Angie. I mean, it's it's a matter of responsibility, okay? Yes. Now, why I believe you did the right thing coming here, and by the way, I think Chicago was an extraordinary opportunity for you. Not you, without a job. No, no. But you I had made, no job. You made it back to the top and more than that. But there is something. If you are an adult mm-hmm. and you're not pregnant mm-hmm. and a man asks you to move in with him yes. without being engaged yes. or without being married, yes. just... Hey, I miss you so much. Come with me. Okay? Mm-hmm. Just know and own. There is no guarantee no. that in two months. And I would never have gone. Okay, so we agree. I would agree. never have gone. Because You're right. I, I think there's something very different about I was boyfriend, pregnant. girlfriend. Yes, 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 Just, yes. Okay, I love you. I love you too. Okay, then. Even, even if we were mom, in love and he said, I promise once you get here, we'll get married, I still would not have gone. I'd be like, we're not even engaged. Exactly. But I was pregnant and he's like, I but, promise. Be, and that's why I because, went. And you're right. That was my risk. And my point is, I believe in situation of in being engaged and marriage mm-hmm. is made also to create a solid bond. Mm-hmm. If a man has not proposed to you, if a man had never talked, it's just a boyfriend, girlfriend, come here, on the risk Don't and you the think, responsibility, you might not work. And here. I have to own my mistake in the whole thing and I made mistakes and one of them was going blind into something based on a, a dream on a fairy tale it's called the mistakes of the youth we all make mistakes when we're young we do things for love okay we do everything I want to ask you a question about doing things for love when we return Welcome back. It's the rendezvous with Simon and Angie. I feel bad because we've hardly gone to calls or done emails or anything tonight, but we got on the subject, Simon. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were talking about a coworker who I felt was a little deceptive with a long distance girlfriend and said, Move here. Let's be together. And she moves here. And we kind of, we both agree he was lonely. And yeah. now they're not together. And then I brought up my story where I was in Philadelphia, was doing mornings, having a great life. Right. My boyfriend was long distance in Chicago, coincidentally. Uh, I get pregnant. Happy. Thank you. He says, let's quit your job. Move here. I left a contract. Move to Chicago. Mm -hmm. Boom, it's over. Uh, I felt I was sold a lie. You were. And I felt that our friend that we were talking about kind of sold the same lie. But you brought up the pregnancy thing with and me. That's a difference, huge difference. Two, uh, also, you forgot to mention our friend and his ex-girlfriend or his girlfriend were both lonely and bored yes, without both. each other, not both. just him. Both. And finally, when you're an adult, you have to you know, own your choices and follow your intuition. I'm going to cry right now because you just struck a chord. Oh, my God. Oh my God. <laughs> so. All right. My whole argument with our friend and his girlfriend was she's in New York. She has this great life. She has this great job. And you said she's lonely, and that's why she left. Yes. And I was so lonely in Philadelphia, and that's why I left. It doesn't matter that I was pregnant because I think that's why she left too. Mm -hmm. You know, you're with somebody for so long, and you go through all this stuff, and now I'm like 12, and I'm crying. But I feel mm-hmm. like you, I hate when you do this and you do it all the time. I hate it when you make sense because I want to hate somebody so bad and you're not letting me do it because you're making me own my own part in the whole equation. And you're a thousand percent right. Because now that I sit and think about it, I was terribly lonely yeah. and I was pregnant. So now you're throwing hormones on top of the equation. Yeah. And I have somebody promising me a life that I never had, which was a family, a mom and a dad and a kid. And it's 
stability, companionship, yes, yes, and, and true love. So I understand that pull. I get it. We're mm-hmm. all responsible for our own. But also, I think Angie, and that's why I do not. I mean, you did the right thing, and she did. By the way, so for the record, a friend who invited his girlfriend over. Now they're on and off. She has a fabulous career in Chicago, so she might not be with him at the end of the day. But just like you have a fabulous life now, she did too. Yeah. Who doesn't dare doesn't live. Right. You can put the blame on he on she. At the end, you are responsible for. No, yourself. you're right. You're and a thousand percent first right. First for your kids. Thank God I'm going to therapy tomorrow. I cannot wait. Be. I, it's so funny because <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. we get in these conversations sometimes, and when they become personal, yeah. You know, you and I will talk it out. We do. And I'll go home to my husband and be like, Oh my God, Simon made me think in a different way. And this is why you're so good. Well, and I'm so you. glad that we have this rendezvous for for everybody else because I know that we're not alone and we go through these things. We, we all do. But this is where you're so good because you change my thinking because you're not coming from a critical way and you're coming yeah. from a way like sit and think about your uh, part in this whole equation. Like what did you do? And you sit and listen and I love that about you. And then damn it, I go to my therapist tomorrow and I'm like, Simon. <laughs> and she's like, yes, he's right. And then we talk about it and, and I'm learning more working with you on this show than I think Thank I've you, learned you. in the last 20 years of my I, life. I learned too. I, I learned too. You know, it's it's one thing you talk about therapy. I've been in therapy longer than you. You are free when you own your choices, your yes. victories and your losses. Yes. When you stop blaming other adults and it's still a vie, look at me. I accept my mistakes. And you're not making moves out of loneliness. And that's no, so important because loneliness is a horrible, awful thing that can put us in situations that we wouldn't be... Uh, the time I was addicted to drugs, the time I went with the guy who promised me to be married, mm-hmm. it was all out of loneliness because I needed somebody to be with or something to stimulate my brain or my my body or my heart. And it's crazy that you just touched on that because loneliness is the darkest place ever. It, it can, and it can it, keep us in bad relationships. Ab- absolutely. But listen, I mean, it's congratulations to you, Angie Taylor. Because mm. you're on top of the world. Oh, now Jill yeah. is crying. No, but, <laughs> We're all crying. No, but, but everybody, oh, so I sorry. Mean, whether Jill comes from the East Coast or you, everybody, you know, here we are at our very best. Yeah. So la vie est belle. Yes, you take a day. Yes, you cry in the way. But at the end, look at us. Here we are. And, and thank you for that realization. So, you know, I, I think you helped a lot of people, not just me, well, but I think you helped a lot of people tonight. Good. I'm, I'm glad. Loneliness. That's, that's, that's the rendezvous Don't confuse for loneliness with the need to be with somebody uh, or something. Yes. Oh, yeah, Simon. can be your friend or your worst enemy. Oh, yeah, yeah. I love oh, you. Yeah, yeah. Thank I love you, you so too. much for that. You're welcome. Woo, therapy. All right, let's completely <laughs> switch gears, okay? Yes. When we come back, we're going to do date or dump. Yes. Let's make it fluffy and let's, let's get Jerry Springer <laughs> next on The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Welcome back to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Simon, I have uh, wiped my tears. You have, yes. Sometimes we have a breakthrough on this show. We, and we have. It's true. It's wonderful. It's always something that you present that I don't think people think of. And it took about an hour and a half, but you found the root of problems. And I feel like it's like when you mow a lawn and you're trying to get rid of a weed and you just kind of like mow over the weed instead of digging it out. You just dug that weed out for me. And I love you for that. Uh, uh, thank you, Angie. And a little insight. I'm glad you know it came. You know, and if you haven't here, 
the whole show. You were not with us. Go to simonandangie.com. Listen yes. to the beginning of the show. You can find it, the podcast and all this, because this is a really interesting conversation Angie and I had. Single really moms, real. Single moms, really promises we get, like all these things. Simon, you you nailed it. So, loneliness. Loneliness. Yes. All right. So speaking of the website that you just mentioned, simonandangie.com, I want to get it light and fluffy now because there's yes. been tears shed everywhere. So let's play our favorite game, Simon, date or, or dump. dump. And this is a segment where maybe you just started dating somebody. Um, maybe you've been dating for a minute and there's something weird going on and you want advice from Simon and I, should I date this person or should I just dump them? Mm -hmm. Um, this one comes to to us from Chicago, Lincoln Park, uh, listening on 93.9 My FM. It's Susanna. Mm -hmm. She says, hi, Simon and Angie. I have an issue because I want the ooh la la way more than my boyfriend does. Uh He says he's never had much of a drive anyway and we could easily go a week or two without him wanting it. I'd like to have it at least twice a week, if not more. I don't think that's unreasonable. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're compatible in every other way, which is why I don't know if I should date or dump him. What do you guys think? We have to take a break. And Simon, I want to get your answer on this. Uh, She said a couple of key things here, but let's talk about it more when we come back on The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. It's The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. We're taking a date or dump email. You can email us any questions, advice, simonandangie.com. We're here for you. Love, dating, romance. So, Simon, we were talking date or dump. Mm -hmm. What should we tell Susanna from Chicago? She said she wants the ooh-la-la way more than her boyfriend. He said he's never had much of a drive. She's like, I can even take it twice a week if if that would be good. Um, We're compatible in every way except that. Should I date or dump him? What should she do? Susanna, first of all, thank you for emailing Angie and I. Um, it's a good thing. When a man doesn't want you as much as you and is your boyfriend, not your husband, it means, and I'm sorry to say, he doesn't desire you as much as you desire him. Mm. He's not mm. into you as much as you are into him. Could he be having issues of his own? Depression, anxiety, but maybe he's taking medication that doesn't, I'm you know, no, that no. affects the sex drive. Is there anything like that? I'm a 48, almost 49-year-old man. Thank God I do not suffer from that. And I'm older than this guy, I'm sure. But here's the thing. Us men, unless you have a medical condition, but you would have told us if it was the case. She emailed us that she but wants he to ooh more than her, all right? He said he's never had much of a drive. That's an excuse men use when they don't really want to make love to you. Could he have some sort of dysfunction what down ex- there? No, no. And gee, what excuse comes to your mind first as a woman if you don't feel like doing ooh Uh, I'm tired. Right? For me, I'm tired. You're tired because you work and all that. Okay, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Now, this uh, same the, excuse. If I wasn't tired, it would be I'm not attracted to you. Right, exactly. Yeah. The excuse he's using it doesn't have much of a drive. I don't buy it. Do you say date or dump? I said dump. Run away from a man who doesn't want you as much as you want him. I disagree. I say date, but okay. I think you need therapy. I think you need more conversation. We don't know the whole story. I don't know what's going on with him. But if this continues without him trying to get deeper help, then dump. I want to come back to that. Okay, let's come back. When uh, we return, we have a call as well. 855-905-8255. Let's take the call. I want to hear what else you have to say, Simon, about this situation. Next on The Rendezvous. Welcome back. It's The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. We got a date or dump. Mm-hmm. And we're kind of uh, conflicted on this between you and I, Simon. Which is rare. Yes. Well, a woman who says, I have an issue. I want the ooh-la-la way more than my boyfriend. He says he's had, never had much of a drive. Uh, everything else is great. We're compatible. But I want it more. 
and you think it's he's I not think desiring he's her. Not desiring her as much as she desires him. And they're only boyfriend girlfriend. They're not engaged. They're not married. They haven't had so much time together. If at the beginning, unless you have a medical condition, which is not what she's describing in the email, she has not said that. There's so because my first thought was, what medication is he on? Is he depressed? Is he taking Propecia? Is there something going on here where he's not? excited ever if that would have been the case it would be in the email so i'm just basing right. my answer into the email i'm a man when i start dating my my woman all the time uh, uh, yes please all day Ooh, la, la, that's la, the best la, part la, la, about la. dating and so if you were as a man it kills your self-esteem to be with a man who doesn't want you as much as you I as agree. a woman and There's then their resentment builds oh la la my god so yeah please dump him especially I know today, for a woman I, Yes. Because we just assume that men want it 24 hours a day, all day, every day. So when the man is the one that doesn't want it, we're like, what is wrong with us? It cracks your self-esteem. I mean, we get women get hit on from the age of 12 years old walking down the street all day, every day. So So you you don't want to be attracted by rejection. Thank you. So let's go to the phone, Simon. I want to see what uh, or hear what our listeners have to say. 855-905-8255 on the line, listening on Mix 104.7. And is it Brazos, Texas? It is Samara. Hey, Samara. Hi. Hi. What do you have to say about this? Bonjour. Oh, she has to dump him, like, right now. Not only is it going to kill her self-esteem, but she's going to end up being tempted by other guys who are hitting on her. And not only is it setting herself up for failure and insecurities, but also temptation to cheat. Samara, do you feel like me, and it's kind of like, if you're in a relationship or dating someone and they don't want to... If my husband isn't trying to take my clothes off every day... I feel like something's wrong because he's a man. Not, not, not. Okay, listen, we've been together for 10 years. I'm I'm exaggerating. (laughs) But when you're first dating and they're dating, they're not married, they're dating. I feel like that's the the most fun, the most frisky time. If you're already having those issues early, and I always say sex isn't everything in a relationship, but when you're not having it, it becomes everything. It'll take over everything. It's like a cancer. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, not think? just that. Whatever the issue is in the beginning of the relationship is only going to become a bigger issue further down the line. Yes. So if this is an issue now and she's wanting it twice a week and not getting it, she's going to look at months or even years of not getting it in a future relationship. And nobody wants to live like that. Absolutely, Samara. And and I, listen, I've suffered in my in my life of dating women who didn't want me as much as I wanted them. So mm-hmm. I've been on the other well, side of the fence. Well, that we're used to that. From Women are used but, to that, but we're not used to the flip side. But don't think it's less painful for men or women, because I've been on the other side of the fence. Everybody, well, it's kind of hard to keep up with your guys' libido sometimes. No, no. You guys oh, want it all the time. Oh, well, I think you guys want it all the time. Yes, that's yes, true. Yes, exactly. It's hard for us to keep up but, with that. But when you're in a relationship, sometimes you have moments of slow down, you're tired, and you know, as we get 40s. But right. still, somehow. When it's flipped. And Angie, I really think... For women, if you don't feel he wants you, right. it's like saying you're not beautiful. It's, it has, That's how it okay? feels to us. Right. It really does. And, that sentence. And, and that insecurity will bleed over into every part of our relationship because the resentment will start with not feeling attractive. not, fe- And then it'll go into... Every little thing he does, every little thing he says, we're going to pick it apart. What does that mean? Is he cheating? Is he doing something? Like, we're going to be paranoid because we're so used to the men in our lives being attracted, 
wanting the ooh-la-la. Yes. And it's rarely flipped this way that the woman wants it more than the man. Am I right, Samara? Absolutely. And then the insecurities are going to turn into, is he cheating? Is he Every little thing. Of course. Every, of every course. text he gets, every so, phone call. Why is he walking outside to take that phone mm-hmm. call? Why is he texting under the covers when I don't see him? It's all going to be paranoia. Angie, are you joining Samara and I now in the decision of- I am. Of dumping? I am, because I, you're right, Simon. There was no medical issue here, and I would think that that would be his first excuse, because you know they fought about it. Oh. And, and and if that was his excuse, that's a different story. Absolutely. And she wouldn't be writing us. Well, yes. even, even if it is a medical issue, and he hasn't addressed it by this point, it doesn't look like he's going to. Yes. So all so, three of us agree that we are going to dump. dump. Okay. Bye. Good luck to you. Uh, listen, not by you, Samara, but bye to the guy from Susanna. Susanna, good luck. Move on. Free at last. Find a man that uh, finds you desirable and that you find as well. Thank you for emailing us. Yes. And Samara, thank you for calling in and commenting on this. You and mm-hmm. Simon both have changed my mind. Thanks, we appreciate Angie. your call. Thanks, Samara. Great. Have a good day. You, you too, too, honey. More of The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie when we come back. Thanks for listening tonight to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Simon? Mm-hmm, Angie. I love you, okay? you. I love you. I love I'm you okay. Too. You sometimes rock me to my core. I'm telling you. with the, I feel like we're here giving advice to other people, and I get more therapy <laughs> being on this show from our listeners and from you um, than I think we give our listeners sometimes. And I, it, it's just amazing. I think we just share Talk together. We yeah. learn from our listeners. We learn from each other. I learn from you, Angie. You learn from yes. me. We share. You know, c'est la vie, so after this, all. Yes, and you're right. And you helped me so much tonight. So, and our listeners helped me tonight. Yeah, and it, I didn't calls. mean to make it about me, but it turned into a conversation from, you know, uh, loneliness and traveling and and taking risks to single motherhood and and loneliness on mm-hmm. on twenty, mm-hmm. and then uh, moving for love, taking risks, and um, mismatched sex drives was our latest one. But if you missed any of this show, yes, if you have ever suffered or you are suffering from loneliness, um, or you're a single mom or a single dad, and you want so bad to have that fairy tale, and sometimes we jump into the wrong thing because we want that and because we're lonely. Please listen back to our show tonight, simonandangie.com. Mm-hmm. I'm in my 40s. And sometimes we have these conversations and I'm like, oh, my God, why did it take me this long to realize what the real issue was? And it was meaningful. So thank you, Simon. And you had a great Simon Says through all of it. And thank you, Angie, uh, for being you. And I said, you are free when you own your choices. Yes. Meaning, don't blame the rest of the world. Ask yourself why, why? and own your choices. And oh. remember, at the end, who doesn't dare, doesn't live. Yes. We got to take a dare. That's the only way to evolution. I agree. You Simon, know? sometimes it takes us decades to understand why we make the choices we make and to be really honest about our choices. But to make and a choice is living, Angie. Yes. When you're dead, you make no more choice. But you learn. Yes. And I look at So We all learn. Hopefully we all learned something tonight. You wise old sage from France have, have taught me, not old, wise young sage okay. from France have, uh, have taught us all something tonight. So. It was an interesting night. It was one of our very good nights, Angie. Thank you for that, no, Simon. thank you, Angie. And thank you for listening to The Rendezvous tonight with Simon and Angie. Bonne nuit, Angie. Bonne nuit. The Rendezvous Show with Simon Marcel and Angie Taylor.